Well, welcome everybody to Desire the Fire podcast. Desire the Fire, baby. We're not desiring water, we're desiring fire. fire. And one of the things uh, on our show that we like to do is we like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Whoa, that's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Chandler. The, oh, hi, hi Chandler. <laughs> you are? I'm DP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad our identities don't matter as much as these sponsors. Yeah, dude, you know, yeah, we got to give them. I think we have one sponsor right now. Oh, we, well, okay. We're down to one sponsor. We're down to one sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> the other sponsorship pulled out. <laughs> hey, you know, we, we have a sponsor. I'm just happy about that. Oh, uh, Desire of the Fire podcast is not affiliated with any Christian ministry or organization or church. And... Uh, no, we are not. Bye we, bye. We have a sponsor, <laughs> somehow by the grace of God. Um, God really loves us, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, we're sponsored by Eighth Light Studio, who uh, has graciously allowed boom, us to. Boom, read. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That's their theme song. Their jingle until they actually produce one. <laughs> it's ironic. They don't have a jingle, and they're a studio. They're a studio. They can record think, one. Day. I don't think all studios have jingles. Uh, it's not like on your business card. You you like you you have push play button. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty dope, though. I guess. I guess that's the next level idea. Oh, maybe we're onto something here. But uh, yeah, we're sponsored by Eighth Light Studio. You can find them at one six three six West Eighth Street in Los Angeles. Um, and we're sitting in the studio right now. It is pretty legit. This is gonna be our home for hopefully until they kick us out. Yeah, or kick me out. As long as we don't trash the place, I think it'll be okay. But there's no guarantees. I'm gonna pee in a bottle and leave it here. Oh, I know a buddy <laughs> of mine that kept it for a long time as an experiment that's disgusting yeah but we, your we're... buddy is disgusting he's your buddy too <laughs> you <laughs> actually know who this guy is let's not let's shout out to our buddy sponsor for inspiring that idea oh of my god no no there's no inspiration behind this <laughs> okay well you can catch eighth light studio at 1636 West 8th Street in Los Angeles. And if they want to book some time or check it out or want more information, what did they do? You, they can, or you can, email email us at desirethefirepodcast at gmail.com. Shout out to Gmail, our other sponsor. Yes. They don't even know it, and they sponsored us. We just say they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you can tweet at uh, tweet us. Probably not Chandler at his handle, which is? At Boom Chandler. You can go ahead and... and uh, Tweet me, but I'll just at mention Daniel Peg. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. And mine, you can find me at Super Dan Zero. The number Super zero. Super Dan Zero. Yeah, because I'm Superman in my own mind. All right, so we paid our bills. Now, so what's happening? Okay, what's happening this so week? This week we're gonna talk about actually an interesting video up on YouTube. Um, uh, there's a video titled "Shoot Christians Say," and you can find this video. The link to it will be in the show notes. Right, shoot as in pew pew, like shooting a gun. <laughs> shoot Christians say. Not cussing here. Um, and it, it brings up some interesting things because, you know, they say a lot of funny things in church that probably only other Christians understand. But um, there's some really corny stuff in there. And, you know, it, it brings up a really good question. Um, are there things that we say that sound reasonable to us at the moment, but maybe silly when other people look at it from a third person's perspective? Always. Always. <laughs> not, not always in a Christian perspective either. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We have... <laughs> There are stuff we say on this show that you guys probably don't find very funny at all. <laughs> and we're just sitting here cracking up at ourselves. <laughs> cracking up at ourselves. We're both known as people who laugh at our own jokes a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, there's some silly Sometimes stuff. That some, some of the things you laugh at is just strange, man. <laughs> you know, I find them strange, too. But <laughs> I think it's so funny because it's so strange. But okay. that uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so there's things that are said in the church that might be kind of weird uh, to a third person. But moreover, 
it begs the question, are there any mannerisms that we have as Christians that might be off-putting for a first-time visitor to our ministry or churches? Um, so today, we actually have a special guest to discuss this information with us. It's a, it's a buddy of ours. He was one time a former roommate of ours as well, right, in college. And um, here to join us for our podcast today is our buddy, Sam Kim. Sam, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Sam. welcome to the... What, what, we, this is a special guest Guest hotline. Yeah. You know, in, uh, on ESPN, it's the Subway Fresh Take hotline. Yeah, or like Fox Sports, it's like the Geico. Yeah, yeah. This is, called the, this is called the fire alarm line. Fire alarm? <laughs> <laughs> this is the smoke detector. <laughs> smoke detector. So joining us today on our smoke detector hotline <laughs> is smoke detector hotline. Sam Kim. How you doing, buddy? Um, Doing all right. Feeling kind of uh, under the weather right now. You are okay, way but... under the weather. You're like, you're like. Under the water. All right, Sam, but sorry, this isn't the place for you to complain about your day. <laughs> oh, dude, it's jacked up. We're never going to get another guest on the show. <laughs> hey, no. Sam, hey, I, I thought it was called, I thought this was called Desire the Fire. Instead of putting like, out each other's fires. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel bad. fire in my stomach right now. That's, that's what's. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to desire that fire no more. <laughs> no more yeah. fire. I'm in, I'm in pretty bad pain right now. But. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so welcome to our podcast, Sam, and uh, hopefully you'll be in the studio sooner or later. Is is it? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so we were checking. Did you check out the video by chance? Shoot Christians say, have you seen that video before? Yeah, I, I watched that. Uh, Daniel sent me the link, and I watched it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I watched whoa. It it's not Daniel's DP, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, are we not? Oh, well, you said my my thing too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Daniel Peck. Anyway. <laughs> oh man, that was with that was with vind- vindication. As you can tell, we yeah. were very loving roommates. <laughs> we all lived in the I, same. I, mean, I saw I saw that video. I saw that video before once, and I was just like, uh, whatever. It's an attempt at uh, copying a different video, uh, right? It's just socially relevant humor but at the same time it was kind of cheesy i don't know oh is that it (laughs) oh okay so um yeah i mean you and i we have our opinions on it and uh you were mentioning something as we were talking with each other earlier like it it seems kind of more relevant to the caucasian american context you were saying yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um so let me ask you first then sam is there anything that you find more relevant to say uh, we're Korean American, so maybe like the Korean American church that kind of parallels to what you saw on this video. Um, like like what what do you mean? You're gonna have to guide me a little bit here. I'm not like mentally there. All right. Well, you know, like kind of like how they said, um, you know, you know the conversations that they were having inside the car and talking about like, oh, we're gonna pray for each other and stuff like that, so on and so forth. Do you find anything that might be a little silly? Um within the Korean-American church context, something that we're a little more familiar with that might kind of be a bit silly if you were to think about it as an outsider, as a person. So, so before you answer that question, a little bit of background on who Sam is. He's, he's our outside source of, like I guess, perspective in our social network, and Sam puts it as it is. So he's not afraid to share his opinions. That's one of the reasons why we want to bring him on the show and we, the reason why we want to bring you on the show and just um, give us like a real view of what you think. You, you tend to rip things apart. You're, you're, uh, you're actually studying for the bar right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's in two weeks. Yeah. So you got like this perspective on 
um, how you methodically, I guess, take apart situations and social behaviors and what, what things happen and stuff. And that's the reason why we want to bring you on the show. But um, just a little bit of background. But uh, yeah, did you do you think that there's anything, I guess, what, what, what are your takes on it? I think what what differentiates the Korean church from from a Caucasian church or a multicultural church in in that a- aspect, I think it's it's more like Koreans tend to have like their their own distinct set of like mannerisms and and things that they do. Like, for example, like you know, uh, they most Korean churches do the the whole um, let's uh, uh, yell Jesus's name three times. At like any random moment, <laughs> that, that, that does and kind then, like, of not make sense. You, know, you bring, you bring, yeah, you you bring you bring a friend to to a Korean church for the first time, and like you know they start doing that in the middle of a of service, and they're all just like you know I came to meet friends and get some free lunch. What is this, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean things like that. It's just kind of like uh, it kind of puts you know newcomers and first timers in a situation where like. Um, they're kind of expected to know what what this means, what what they're supposed to do in these situations, but um, without actually even knowing, you know, what it's all about. So, so um, I guess that's about situations. How about like things that we might say? Are there things that you think that there's things that Christians say that I guess don't doesn't really mean anything? Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, are are you talking about like Christian cl- cliches or something like that, or? Because uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like cliches fall along the lines of that and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just give us your thoughts on that, bro. Um. Well, I don't know how to speak about it in general terms, mm-hmm. but I guess like the Christian cliche that kind of like bothers me the most, I guess, is one where um. Uh, you probably all heard it, heard this one. God helps those who helps them help themselves. Okay. I've I've heard that like so many times. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's okay. Um, I got you. So, like, what is your pers- perspective on um that particular phrase? Well, first of all, I don't think it has a biblical basis. I mean, I I know it's it's um said to. You know, be met in good, good gesture, good nature, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think that phrase kind of implies like a, uh, you know, a works theology. You know, we've got to do something in order for God to act. You know, we have to assemble the seven dragon balls before we summon God to, you know, ultimately <laughs> like, you know, create this, <laughs> yeah, this this huge like magic spell that would just take care of everything instantly. No, no, it's not. It's not about that. You know. Um, even though we work, you know, even though we don't do anything, you know, God's grace covers everything, you know, he's more than enough. I think um, that kind of skews, you know, the, the you know, well, that's not all about us and what we do. But sometimes, you know, God's grace, actually all the time, God's grace is, is um, will always be sufficient. Right. So I get you. I mean, like the, the phrase does kind of imply that, oh, that means you need to work to a certain extent in order for God's working to somehow match match to where you are at your level that right. kind of thing right, right. it's some, like a performance-based uh gospel as opposed to one that's defined by the grace of christ right but like on the other hand you know um it makes sense in certain ways like i mean 
you, for example, you know, you, you, you pray, pray to God for like a spouse, right? I mean, God's not going to FedEx a spouse to your front door, you know, like you, you've got to so, reasonably do something to put that into motion. So you know, even, like, even actually, the term like, um, God will provide is kind of like a Christian term that kind of doesn't make sense to most people. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, you, you can either think of it in like two ways, like unrealistically, Oh God will just miraculously just drop something in my front door without me having to go and get it or do something. Or you can think about it in the way where, you know, I have to go out, set, setting forth some kind of motion and God will use that in order to, you know, provide what, uh, you know, we're asking for him. So I noticed you're coming from like two different perspectives on this in the sense that the two, two sides are God will provide is one side where you kind of don't do anything. And the other one is God only helps people that helps themselves. Right. So I guess those are two different perspectives that people do. Do you think, then we should live somewhere in the middle. Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't know. I just think you just. I mean, this is another cliche. You just got to have faith. You know. <laughs> you got the cliches for sure. <laughs> pray about it, and you know, as you go about your pray, day, pray I, about it. That's 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 a big yeah. one. <laughs> I think God can use both of those at His tools because you know He's obviously omnipotent. He's all powerful, all knowing. You know, all seeing. So, I mean, he can use, you know, anything in your situation um, as you go about your day, when you go to school, uh, when you go to church, as you're driving, as you're just going around and you meet random people. I think those are the situations where God, uh, you know, can use and maybe he, he will use. Um, but, I mean, no, realistically speaking, no one just sits at home doing absolutely nothing for their whole lives, you know. Or most people don't. <laughs> I, I, I totally feel you on this topic. And I think um, sometimes Christians put value or search for value in things that not necessarily hold that what they have to it or what they want to feel from it kind of. Where it becomes an emotional experience rather than like a faith-based experience. Because if you're like, oh yeah, he came and God used this person and the guy saved my life. Like you want always something something big or like something emotional right. or something like, oh, I can put this as part of my testimony. Which is another thing that kind of like, I guess people not in like, in the church wouldn't understand like testimony. They would be like, oh, I just want to have a great life experience. Okay, so I think that brings up a really interesting point because one of the things that, you know, you guys were actually in, in a ministry that I ended up joining after the two of you guys were in, in, in part of. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, but, like, I mean, some of the things that you guys bring up actually make a very good and valid point. Like, uh, one of the off-putting things about Christianity is their uh, desire to deflect responsibility under the guise of faith. Don't you agree, Sam? Something like that? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, of course. Right. I mean, so that happens. I kind of get what you guys are saying here. Like, and honestly, it was a bit of a turnoff for myself too. Used to go to church, stop going out for a long time, joined this ministry, came back to church. But uh, one of the things that definitely seems to be a huge off-putting mannerism about Christ is, I mean, about church is this lack of a desire to take responsibility for certain things, but moreover to kind of deflect it and use God as this as this uh, scapegoat for all of our problems. Right. Like when um, the best excuse or th another cliche is like, 
uh, yeah, I'll pray about it or, or uh, I'll pray for you. That kind of that kind of that's kind of like a secret code for, uh, yeah, maybe next or not not this time or uh, pushing it off to later or just kind of like saying forget about it. You know, I'm I not going to do anything. Yeah, about I it. think I think in a sense when we say like, oh, I prayed about it and this is what I think God is telling me. It's um, many times when I'm talking to people, I feel like the whole the whole time I'm just thinking, no, 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 no. You, you prayed about it maybe, but this is what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they use the God card to like, I, I, I guess overarching theme of a lot of these things is that people use these sayings so that they can use God in their favor. And I think that's what kind right. of um, people outside of the church will not understand that in a sense, to a certain degree, I guess you can say those things and those things apply to you, but I don't think that it applies not necessarily. You really have to check what God is really telling you and then double check it and then not be so easy to speak about what God is saying, how you're interpreting it. Right. Right. Okay. Well, sometimes I think like, or go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. It's okay. He's going to try to change the topic. Go ahead, Sam. (laughs) No, well, just sometimes, I mean, no matter what kind of explanation you give to some people, like you said, I prayed about it and I feel really convicted to do this or do not not do that. I mean, okay, I, I forgot what I was going to talk about, but in in other words, like no one will really know that communication between you and God. Like they'll never truly understand it. They'll just be like. Because, I, I mean, everyone thinks from, like, a selfish perspective. Like, they'll think, oh, you're just trying to kind of just brush them to the side. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's my thought on it. Okay. Well, um, uh, we here at Desire the Fire podcast, uh, we're, we're trying to edify the community and stuff like that. So one No, of the speak questions... for yourself. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, me here at the Desire... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but actually, the reason... Uh, I'm trying to change it, take this change change of attitude. Is actually what I want to know then is because uh, for me, I had to kind of personally experience the faith for myself in order to see what everyone else is talking about. But w- is there anything, Sam, that you you might recommend to our listeners that that might help um, either to to uh, be wiser about how they approach perhaps a non-believing community or as someone who isn't necessarily. Uh, experiencing that that um, faith-based living, I guess, if you will, um, like what they could do to kind of help their situation. Um, I think you know a lot of what people tend to do is uh, instead of you know trying to build a relationship first, they immediately try to you know just get to the point. They try to stuff you know, Bible verses, you know, the Bible down people's throats. And these people, uh, many of these people don't even know, like, about the Bible. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know, you know, like, any of the books of the Bible. And people, like, Christians are trying to, you know, they're just saying matter of fact, oh, you know, this is right or this is not right because the Bible says it. But, you know, to these people, like, the Bible means nothing to them. You know, it's not a source of authority. They don't necessarily know anything that's in the Bible. So to these people, you know, it's just kind of like you're coming out of left field with all this stuff that, you know, they don't know about and as a result probably won't care about. So I think I think my recommendation would just, you know, just be real. You know, try to build a relationship first. And you show, use real words, right? 
Right, right. You know, just be practical. Like, I'm not saying to, you know, become a part of the culture, but, you know, try to, you know, adapt to, you know, that specific individual, their needs, you know, what, how they prefer to communicate. Um, and, you know, show them, you know, the character of Christ, you know, live it out in your life. And maybe they'll be curious as to, you know, what led you to become this way? What led you to, you know, in you, you know, what led you to, you know, fully, you know, change your ways or whatever, you know, and that that's when you tell them your testimony and so on and so forth. And I think that's, that's a good approach for um, many of us to use. Okay. That's a very valid point. And I think um, one of the problems we run across is when we talk to the general Christian community, there's a good portion of them that have, you know, um, growing up in the church and it's kind of we're unaware of what it's like to be practical with our life because it's so deeply ingrained within our faith you know what i'm saying and um like one of the things that i want to ask then is is there any advice you might be able to impart to us about how to actually be more practical or relatable or anything like that i think you just heavy man you 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 may you you put a lot of like (laughs) drop the bomb on you yeah (laughs) well i mean sam's a deep thinker so i I like listening to what you have to say i don't know but this is just purely from my perspective like you know i'm not like a pastor like a you know no like trust me expert on that's why we reach out to people that's why we call you (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's you just gotta get yourself out there like so many i think so many christians they they're afraid you know to be you know quote unquote tainted by the world you know they try to disconnect themselves from you know all the modern culture they try to not affiliate or associate themselves with um you know non-believers they try you know they they migrate into their own you know circle you know because that's where they feel the most comfortable obviously um like we all do but um i think it's to just get out there you know go to the you know, Jesus went and he he ate with sinners. He went to, you know, uh, parties of these, you know, notorious, you know, in, in modern terms, they would probably be equivalent of like, you know, I don't know, you could say mobsters, I guess, gangsters, you know, partiers, whatever. Um, but he went out there and he made himself, he exposed himself to those individuals and, um, you know, you know, people told him he was he was a sinner for doing that, but it's I think there's a fine line between immersing yourself in the culture rather than you know c- trying to connect with the culture in order to you know uh, build a relationship and you know get spread the gospel that way. Right. Well, I think I have another ag- suggestion I could add on to what Sam was saying, and then let me know what you think about this. But uh, part of what I see to be the problem in us trying to interact with perhaps a non-believing community is that we're going into this this relationship, if you will, with this agenda of, I need to get my message to you, as opposed to, I just want to get to know who you are. You know, like, right. we want to uh, project, hey, this is the gospel. You got to see this in me in the way that I act, think, breathe, move, and live. And if you don't get that off of me, there was no point in me trying to get to know you. And it's hard to be genuinely interested in a new person because we're all timid people out there, you know? And it takes a lot of vulnerability on our part to be able to be willing to get to know a person for the sake of just knowing that person and like investing our time in another person too. I don't know. What do you think? Me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. <laughs> or I thought you were talking Chandler. Oh no no. But um yeah, I mean that's that's definitely right. Um like so many times you could just get caught up into a results oriented approach where uh, you just you just feel like you're you know, you have so many other things to do that oh, I guess this person is not going to accept the gospel, so I might as well just move on, keep praying for that person. But you know, like you said, I think uh, we got to have the patience to kind of just, or actually just have a different approach where we just want to get to know people, try to love on them, and try to build a relationship um, that way, uh, in the hopes that maybe somewhere along the line, after you know we've planted a seed, that they'll be able to, you know, uh, open themselves up to the gospel. And actually, I have kind of have a relevant story to that. Um, I have I have a friend who. Um, he, he grew up Catholic and then he, he wasn't devout, but then he just like kind of dropped, dropped all religion altogether. And I, I, I always tried to like, kind of, you know, talk to him, you know, share the gospel with him. But, um, and I took him to a harvest crusade once where he, he, he came and he went down and, and I guess, quote unquote, accepted Christ through the prayer. But, um, to this day, he kind of just says like, no, I, I don't believe in that. But he he told me we we had dinner like a couple months ago, and he told me this. He was just ha- we're just having like a talk, and he was saying like, just out of nowhere, we weren't even talking about religion or anything. Out of nowhere, he's like, dude, you know you're like we we have these other friends who who are also Christians, but um he was he was saying to me like, you know you know those guys you know they say they talk the talk, but you know they don't walk the walk. Like they basically, you know put all these Christian quotes in their Facebook, you know, they always come up to me and say, Hey, let's go to church. You know, um, you know, like God is so good, but like, you know, he's like, I noticed like, but when we go out together, like they always get drunk, they curse and, you know, they do all sorts of like, you know, I guess, quote unquote, unbiblical things. Just the same things as as everyone else. Yeah, and like the next day they act like it never happened. He says like that just looking at that like just, you know, just makes me so angry. Like it makes me not want to believe, you know. But he's like I'm not I'm not saying this to make myself look good, but he said I don't said, know, it sure said, sounds like it, buddy. <laughs> you trying to brag about your uh, faith? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like but you know like you like you don't you don't do those things and like, you know, I can totally see that your faith is genuine and that that's something when I see that, that makes me want to believe, you know, even though I don't believe, but it makes me want to believe more. So, uh, I think, I think, yeah, just, just living the life. I think I'm not saying like I'm perfect. I told him I'm not like, I, you know, but, um, I think, I think your actions will speak louder than your words, I guess. Okay. Uh, actually, I just want to bring up one last thing, uh, before we wrap this one up. Um, this is when Sam, you, you Andrew, and I, or you Chandler and I, were all living together. Uh, Chandler came home one day. I don't, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, you, you said you were just eating at like a subway or something like that, and you came home one day and you encountered people of a different religion. I'm not gonna call out any other religion, and you said you overheard them talking about themselves, and uh, you heard them mention that, uh, or as they were talking, they they were mentioning. Um, or asking each other, did you fulfill your quota for today? 
Uh, do you remember saying anything like that? I, I vaguely remember something like this. This was like so shocking for you, and I don't know why you don't remember. Oh, I, I remember this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's a Korean lady. Yeah. Wait, Chandler, yeah. Chandler said that? Yeah, Chandler yeah. said that. And we're, I don't know okay. if you were there, Sam, but basically Chandler said, man, I thought this was the most shocking thing to, to hear huh. people fulfilling a quota. Were they were they wearing white dress shirts with black ties? Well, without mentioning any particular <laughs> religion <laughs> or calling people out. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that he, he, he brought up was just, it was so shocking. And don't you find that the temptation is real for us as Christians to maybe just want to fulfill some spiritual quota, you know, build up our treasures in heaven uh, by sharing the gospel to like 100,000 people or something like that. <laughs> Saying that like, I'm good for today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm done. You know, I shared my gospel. I did my I did my, my QT. I don't know. What, what do you think about that, Sam? Yeah, I think I think, yeah, like. Not necessarily a quota, but like, you know, that that nagging feeling that you get sometimes like, oh, like I haven't, you know, shared the gospel or or even if you have like, oh, no one has come to accept the gospel through me in like, you know, however many years or whatever. There, there's that um, nagging feeling where. What did I like, do? <laughs> yeah. Like, how come it's not working for me? You know, that that thing. Or like, or I haven't shared the gospel enough, or I feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, guilt. Yeah, that. Yeah, pride, that definitely. Pride and guilt. Yeah, or like, there was like the per what she th- thought in your mind was like the perfect opportunity to share the gospel uh, with someone, such as like that person's going through a hard time, or that person kind of slightly brought up like religion, but you failed to engage them. Like, uh, there. I mean, for me, there's so many moments like that, and then I end up feeling guilty, like, oh, I should have shared the gospel with them. But you know, I mean, yeah, I know, I know that feeling. Well, Sam, you're Ultimately, not alone. Yeah. Uh, we all go through that, right? <laughs> Do you have any uh, words of encouragement you could maybe give to our listeners to uh, maybe help them get back on their feet after maybe a feeling of failure like that? Um, I think ultimately you just gotta you just gotta tell yourself and. I think, you know, this is this is true in all respects. Is It's ultimately up to God, you know, to bring that person to salvation. It's not about you or what you say or what kind of, you know, if you have the gift of gab, you know, being able to, you know. Gift. Yeah. What kind, of, able, what kind of uh, obscure <laughs> gift is this? Gift of gab. I don't know. I've been around white people too much. <laughs> <laughs> not calling out people from a specific <laughs> I mean, white. Oh, never mind. Go on. Yeah, yeah. gift of gab. <laughs> but yeah, or in other words, if you don't understand that, if you're too yeah. dense to understand that, not too dense. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're too if you don't have the gift of speaking well, <laughs> speaking you know, well. Like, yeah, that's the only way I could I could think of. Okay, but no, um, that was good alliteration, though. I liked it. Yeah, uh, but um. Hey, now you ruined my concentration. <laughs> you always do that. Gift of gab just came from nowhere, man. <laughs> That's the most American expression I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> I know. But yeah, uh, but it's, it's ultimately up to God. And if if God gives the green light and, you know, you were supposed to, to – um, you were supposed to share the gospel with them, it, it would have happened, I think. Um now that goes into like another debate with like <laughs> okay you just opened like up Chinese. another can we're not ready for right now buddy <laughs> but but just 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 on the surface you know i i think 
if it was meant to be like if they were meant to be saved on that moment i think you know no matter what you did it would have happened but then that goes into problems of like obedience and whatever and you can disobey but uh that's another podcast for theologians but um i think yeah if the time was right then it would have happened yeah theology is not allowed uh, if, on our podcast buddy that's too deep for us we're just uh what kind of heathen podcast is this? Two Christian idiots, man. We're just trying to, we're just trying to have a good time, man. Get out of here, Narc. Good time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's just about the, all the time that we have for today. Um, and actually, I, I just want to leave our uh, uh, listeners with a word of encouragement before we wrap everything up. Okay. So um, today's uh, Bible passage comes out of the book of First Corinthians, chapter nine, uh, verses nineteen to twenty-three. And it says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I might share in its blessings. At the end of the woo day, woo. at the end of the day, I think amen. each and every one of us, amen. Uh, each and every one of us has a certain responsibility to try to do our absolute best to see that God was honored through our lives, and that someone might be able to see the glory of God through each and every one of us. And so on that note, we really want to encourage you guys, our fellow listeners, uh, all two of you guys. <laughs> uh, Sam, you're included in that too. <laughs> no, and but, I'm uh, the other listener. <laughs> and then, actually, Andrew's wife is the other listener. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we really want to encourage you guys, our listeners, to, you know, don't, don't be discouraged. Uh, we screw up, but we also have the sovereign and almighty God uh, to really lead us. And all he asks us to do is to, uh, not just our part, but to really honor, honor and edify his name. So we got a yo Sam, garbage disposal. <laughs> Sam, what's going on? Oh, the garage. My parents just got home. The oh, garage, garage opened. Garage. So okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap up our podcast with that today. And on a closing note, uh, we just want to ask you guys, you know, uh, to continue to support us in our podcast. Uh, we really love you guys, and you know, we really want to get connected with you guys. Go out to church. You know, that's where uh, we all need to be uh, encouraging one another, and. That's where we need to bring our unbelieving friends. And lastly, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Contact us via, via email, whatever it is. And uh, you can contact us through Twitter, through uh, Andrew's uh, Twitter handle, which is? No one will follow me anymore. No one will follow you anymore. At no one will follow you. That's too long. <laughs> At Boom Chandler. At Boom Chandler. And my Twitter handle is superdanzero. Uh, you can email us at uh, desirethefirepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, make sure to rate our podcast at the end of this uh, or even during or whenever you want to uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, five stars, baby. Five stars. Five stars. And please give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and on that note, we just want to say bye to you all. Keep the fire burning. And we just want to say thank you to Sam. Shout out to Sam. <laughs> You're like right here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. My, my stomach actually feels better now. <laughs> Praise Dude, the Lord. Power of I Jesus. Think, I think it... It's the Holy Spirit emanating from the Wi-Fi, you know. God's <laughs> we, working we, through that. We took your fire in your stomach, and we, we desired yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, Jesus. We will see you guys in a week. See you later, Sam. See ya. <laughs>